0: Welcome to Leading Grace, a listener-supported podcast from the Free Grace Alliance about working together to take the gospel of God's grace to the
1: world. Welcome, fellow Free Gracers. I'm your host, Grant Holly, and I'm here with today's co-host, Jeremy Vance, who's FGA's president and pastor of Faith Church, Manitowoc, and Julie O'Toole, who is the children's ministry director at Faith Church.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Hey, good to have you with us. Also with us today is our guest, Janine McNally. Janine is working on her DMIN from Grace School of Theology and has extensive experience working in children's ministry. Say hi, Janine.
2: Hey, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks.
0: Well, this is Jeremy and uh, Janine, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Grant mentioned you're working on your doctorate and maybe a little bit about your family. Um, Just we'll start there.
2: Sure. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, So I was born in Australia and uh, came over to America after doing my undergrad in high school teaching and doing some Bible college education over there, came over to Dallas, did my THM. Uh, During that time, I met my husband. We ended up with three kids and went into church planting we were in a church plant in new jersey for 10 years and then my husband pastored in pennsylvania for six then we moved to colorado for seven years and now we're just transitioning to florida um and yes i'm halfway through my doctorate i just decided it would be a fun time to start studying again and i'm hoping one day to be able to teach I just finished at my church as the children's director. I was there for three years, um, and that was an eye-opening experience. I had helped my husband plant our church in New Jersey for that 10 years and basically did all of the uh, administration and setting up of ministries there. And I had been involved in youth ministry before, but my emphasis had been more high school students, which was what my degree was in. Um, and when I was asked to be the children's director, that was a new thing for me. And it was, I loved it. It was a great experience, um, but it certainly highlighted some some areas where I felt that I could maybe work on in the
1: future. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, uh, Janine, tell us a little bit about why children's ministry is important.
2: Well, Grant, if I asked you how old you were when you were saved, what would you say?
1: Oh, I was I was a kid. I was pretty young, uh, maybe yeah. five. or.
2: Yeah, and um, there's so much research out there right now that indicates that at least 50% of Christians today were saved as a child. Uh, to me, that makes children's ministry the most important ministry in the church. Maybe I'm a little biased, but for me, if the gospel is clear during that time, when children are the most receptive and open, I think um, that really means that children's ministry ought to be a priority. Um, That's that's one of the passions I came out of my ministry feeling was this is so important to get clear gospel messages for this age group of kids because most people are saved during that time.
0: So can you tell us about your experience working
2: in children's ministry? Like what are the um, challenges Did you face? Um, What went well? Um, So when I, when I began, um, I, I inherited a situation where there was very little in place except for the curriculum. So my, my personality likes to begin things and initiate new things and i have a real passion for mentoring and training volunteers so that they can um, do the work i told the interviewing committee i said don't expect me to be sitting on the floor teaching the kids i see my role more as training the volunteers to sit on the floor with the kids and so i set about working on developing different uh events programs we began a midweek program, so yeah, that was that was the primary focus. And partway through that, I overheard a teacher sharing the gospel with one of the classes, and the kids were being told they had to do more than just believe. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I went and did some research on the curriculum we were using, and sure enough, they were including verses that I felt were not um, clear. And so I began to reinvent some of the resources that I was able to purchase during my time and, and try to introduce some clarity on the gospel. Um, It was funny because my whole grace experience started back when I was in Australia in Bible college. I had Phil Congdon for one of my professors. And when I decided to come to America to do my THM, I sat down with him and I said, could you please tell me what this Lordship Salvation stuff is all about so I don't get swept into it. Because in Australia, it really was a non-issue, or at least it seemed a non-issue. It was, people saw it as semantics. And he sat down with me and we talked through everything. And I was, it it was the beginning of my understanding of free grace uh, back then, which thankfully my husband um, he wouldn't have married me if I didn't feel that way, but we were married and he's been a an FGA guy for years. And so that was my introduction. And that's, that's how I got started, um, I guess, defining my sense of the gospel. Um, I knew I was saved as a kid, but this was another reason I feel that children's ministry was so important was... When I was a kid, I had been taught to ask Jesus into my heart and I wasn't sure if I had asked right. So I would ask again. And then at another week or two we went by I'd hear another gospel message and I'd go home and I'd ask again because I wanted to be saved and I just wasn't sure how to go about it when in fact, I think I already was saved. I had believed already. And people were adding these other phrases on like, ask Jesus into your heart. And, It just confused me. And when I talk to people today and I ask them the same question, they've experienced the same situation. So my passion is to try to make it clearer, have some resources that make it clearer so that kids don't struggle with that lack of assurance.
0: Let me just interject here a second, um, Janine. So maybe just take a couple minutes. Like what is the pure... Gospel message, like not ask Jesus into your heart, um, not using confusing passages. Could you just sort of give us a a quick? This is what you have to do to be saved.
2: Yeah, well, we began. I began training the the teachers at my church with. I used Larry Moyer's bad news, good news approach, and I just made some adjustments to that for children. We started off with the bad news that we're a sinner, John Romans three twenty three. Um the wages of sin is death. That's the second bad news, Romans six twenty-three. Then we went to the good news, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, Romans five eight, and all we needed to do was believe, John three sixteen. So we use those four verses to very briefly and simply outline the gospel and then John five twenty four, um as your assurance verse that if we believe we will be saved. And and I tried to boil it down to the absolute essentials, bad news, good news, um, sin and salvation, and not including anything that was vague or confusing. I asked the teachers to remove asking Jesus into your heart from the vocabulary. One of the teachers came up to me afterwards and she said, oh my goodness, that was so good. She said, I made so many mistakes with my sons because I told them to ask Jesus into their heart and I have to reprogram my brain to think differently about how I present that. And that was super exciting for me because that's, I think that's where it starts is we're so used to saying these phrases and you want to see a response in the children that you're working with, but you don't always get to see that response because it's an internal response of belief and persuasion. And so to keep putting these external Phrases or actions onto the gospel to me just confuses it and can really mess with their sense of assurance um, so that we boiled it down very very simply we put it up on a poster so i said every time you come across anything to do with the gospel in a curriculum or a resource look at the poster and help that remind you of bad news good news and that's that's kind of where we went from there
1: Know that people aren't trying to confuse people when they're saying things like "ask Jesus into your heart" and and uh, those sort of things, but it really can be confusing because you know what does that mean? And it's so vague, uh, people can fill in all kinds of different ideas with that uh, that kind of phrasing. And so, yeah, and ch- uh,
2: children are concrete thinkers, so you can almost see them looking down at their chest and saying, "Will he fit in there? You know, what if he?" What if he walks out? What if he, you know, you want, you're putting an abstract, trying to put an abstract concept with Romans 3, Revelation 3.20, or they're just trying to make it simple, but by doing so, they've complicated it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and that assurance is so important. So uh, you told me that you're working on a children's ministry curriculum. What inspired you to do that?
2: Oh, my goodness, because every time I would purchase something, I would have to revamp it. Um, I, My hope is to work on a curriculum. And right now I'm working on pieces, um, activity books and tracks and things that can be used on a one-off basis at a church. I'm part of a couple of big Facebook groups of children's directors where there's 20 to 25,000 directors on them and I see them asking for things, what can we use for our Easter outreach, what can we put in our goodie bag for our Christmas service and so I'm trying to produce things that I wanted myself when I was working at the church but I'm using the clear gospel message and inserting that into the materials so that they can have good materials to use in their churches when you go to write your curriculum what like format are you um hoping to take or what will that look like you know what Julie, i am i am not sure yet my my goal is to hear from people like you what do you want um i i am i would love to do something which is spoken sequence goes through the entire bible like over three years so that we're not just repeating noah's ark every six months Mm -hmm. um i would love to do that i want to do something that's very simple to use because what's being what's out there now is people are saying that our volunteers have no time to prepare or they won't take time to prepare like they used to so something that's very easy to use um i would love to have it some sort of interaction digitally today's kids and and especially the teachers at the churches they won't even look at curriculum that's not done excellently and doesn't have some sort of digital component to it so undertaking the job of writing an actual curriculum that's massive and if you want to be part of the team to help me that would be great (laughs) (laughs) um so in the meantime i'm trying to do pieces of the puzzle, and then maybe at the end those pieces can go come together and and uh, form the whole picture. I'm I've just started this week writing an eight week uh, discipleship activity manual training guide, which will lead kids through salvation assurance, um, serving, reading how to read the Bible, how to pray, um, assurance of salvation, incorporating fun activities, colorful pages that may be able to be put into a book form or a booklet form and used with churches um, alongside if the if the child brings a parent and they do a small group for eight weeks with the teacher. Um, that's that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I, I guess for me, I, I feel like I'm launching into an area where it's – very new i feel like i'm stepping out on a limb a little bit and i'm not sure where god's going to take it but i'm very passionate about trying to have these resources available because i know i wanted them desperately i definitely think that you're on the right track i like um you were in the children's ministry so you know exactly how it kind of runs and your thought on the digital component i think is so important for our kids these days Mm -hmm. um and then the um yeah I just I just loved all your thoughts that you just shared about your curriculum easy easy to prep for the teachers and that sounds exactly you know how we do it here so yeah there are so many resources out there like one of the things we started using was um for, for kids to learn bible verses was we used music songs to go with it remember our Wednesday night program, a little six-year-old was coming in and their parent was registering for the night and the little boy, I could see the song was already being played in the main worship room and he was mouthing the words as she was registering him for the night. And they're the words to the Bible verse. And so we use jumpstart three. It's a a guy who writes word for word scripture and puts it to um modern day music and it was excellent so I, my thinking is if we can incorporate some of those resources that are out there already and build the build the biblical part of the curriculum ourselves and then add these other elements to it maybe we can come up with a curriculum and it won't take 20 years to do it um i'm just i'm biting at the chomping at them waiting to get started on some of this stuff i just you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm passionate about it. I'm hoping to speak at Megacon next year, which is, or well, this year actually in October, which is one of the largest children's ministry conferences um, out there and, and just start talking about the clear gospel message with kids. I feel like children's directors want that, but they don't know how to get it.
0: So, Janine, uh, I want to just fan that flame in you too because Grant and I, we've known each other 10 years at least, I think, Grant, right around there. And mm-hmm. one of our first conversations that Grant and I had, and we've had it over the years, is we could really use uh a free grace theologically based children's curriculum. So um I think that you're you're definitely onto something mm-hmm. for sure.
2: I'm so excited to be part of that I've been wanting I've been wanting to do it for a while and now I feel like I have the time to do it so I'm excited
1: what kind of help do you need
2: oh my goodness well I've never done it before so oh that's a good question um just just a, a I don't know I don't know a team to help put it together a way to publish it a way to um, make it available uh, letting grace churches know that something that there's some things available already like I just started again in faith started a website I said to my husband do you mind if I do this and he's like no sure go for it and I said I really don't know what I'm doing but I'm going to give it a whirl I just feel that this might be a way to get the word out. And so I started a a little baby website. I've got 26 products on there right now that I have created since October. And um, people are starting to download those things. I'm trying to make it as inexpensive as possible, but cover my costs. Um, And I started a Facebook page that people can make contact through. but yeah, I, I'm I'm I can't do digital. I'm not good at digital. I'm not even really creative. I'm good at taking ideas and w- running with them and modifying them and working with them. Um, and I found a company overseas that it, it it's a digital. Uh, what do they do? They produce graphic design. Um, they're third world country people. I had a lot of my graphics from my activity books were designed by people from Bangladesh and Pakistan, which is interesting because a lot of them are, ma- are Muslim countries and they're making designs for my gospel activities, which I think is kind of ironic. But they've that's a really inexpensive way for me to get graphics because it's just me right now. And, um, you know, so I have, I have no finance. Just trying to cover my costs. So, other than that, I'm not sure.
0: Feel feel free uh, to share. What's the website?
2: It's Grace Four, the number four kids with a Z dot org. Grace for kids. Mm-hmm. Right that's, Four Kids, and that's that's what I'm all about is getting the message of Grace for kids in you know, a in a form that they can they can see. I want it to be fun. I want it to be excellent. Um, I want it to be engaging and colorful and bright. Um, I was so excited the other day because I posted something on one of the Facebook pages, which have all these kids directors. And I said, these activity books are available for um, from the website. And the, the person I was posting to said, tagged a, another person in her church. And she said, these look so good. We need to use these. And I was like, yeah you don't know what you're getting. That's that's free grace messaged through that book. So that was super exciting. I keep telling my husband, honey, I got another person that downloaded something. I, to me, that's that's even more, more exciting to me than free grace churches getting a hold of these materials. I, I'm doing it for that too, but I want it to spread across the country so that churches have clear gospel without them really even knowing.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you all today. Uh, children's ministry is so vital and I'm so thankful for people like Janine and Julie who have dedicated their lives to serving children and helping them understand the gospel of God's free grace and to learn to walk with Jesus. Uh, so Janine and Julie, I'd like to stay in touch uh, so we can talk about what FGA can do to encourage you and others working in children's ministry. Sure. It's an exciting year for FGA. Uh, We've just had our first regional conference of the year at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Starkville, Mississippi. And we have another coming up on April 22nd through 24th at Trinity Bible Church in Allenwood, New Jersey. Later this year, we'll have a conference in Dominican Republic. We'll have a few conferences in Ghana from July 7th to 14th, one at Greater Grace Church in Helsinki, Finland on August 19th through 21st, another at Lacey Bible Church in Lacey, Washington on September 17th. And in December, we'll be having a series of conferences across the island of Cuba. We're gonna be starting around Havana and culminating with a major regional conference in Baracoa on the eastern tip of the island. More details on all of these are coming soon. Finally, our annual international conference on October 10th through 12th will be at Bear Creek Bible Church, just 20 minutes west of DFW Airport in Keller, Texas. In this conference, we'll explore the theme, What Difference Does It Make, to help us all better understand the importance of free grace theology for life and ministry. Janine will have a workshop session at the conference, so you can meet her there and learn more about children's ministry. Registration will open up soon at pregracealliance.com. Be sure to check out Leading Grace magazine at freegracealliance.com magazine for some great articles and information about FGA and what we're doing to advance the gospel through connecting, encouraging, and equipping free grace people in ministries.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to become a member of the Free Grace Alliance or to support FGA in its efforts to share grace graciously, you can do that and learn more about FGA at freegracealliance.com.